Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores industry topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Jen Burke. The emerging need for connected digital patient healthcare solutions was accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic, but has been growing steadily for years. The combination of increasing chronic disease prevalence, healthcare provider and caregiver staffing shortages, and improved options for scalable patient monitoring and data analytics has provided opportunities for the medtech industry to invest in the burgeoning digital health space. I'm here with Dynamics' Andrew Scarlato and health tech head of sector Mary Verzi to discuss this trend and what our listeners should be thinking about when it comes to digital health and medtech. Welcome, Mary and Andrew. Thank you so much for taking the time to discuss this recent focus on digital health from the medtech industry with me and our listeners. Thanks for having us, Jen. Really looking forward to chatting today. Thanks for having us. Mary, could you start by telling our listeners a little bit more about some of the recent industry trends and moves that are really defining medtech's role in digital health evolution? The medtech sector has been experiencing some increased growth over the last year, and it's expected to continue that growth as the industry stabilizes post-pandemic, especially as hospital procedures start to return to those like post-pandemic normal levels. But the pandemic has left a lasting mark on the industry. It necessitated and highlighted a need for more innovation in remote and connected care solutions across patient populations. Companies developing those solutions and that have been developing those solutions over the last few years have really started to see higher valuations and investments from private equity and from medtech companies themselves via venture arms. Another lingering effect for medtech has been how it can develop technologies and devices that make in-hospital care more efficient and effective. We're starting to see that occur a lot more in surgery settings. So what we see are medtech companies starting to deploy capital into smaller organizations focused on digital health technology innovation, looking to provide solutions in healthcare where the need for efficient digital solutions in spaces like outpatient and ambulatory settings still remains unmet. With this unmet need, we expect an increase in M&A activities over the next couple of years. MedTech dealmakers and advisors are expecting this to continue probably through 2023, maybe early 2024. MedTech continues to innovate in areas such as diagnostic artificial intelligence, clinical communications and integration, clinical workflow optimization, data integration and analytics, remote monitoring and predictive outcomes. The M&A space has reflected those areas as numerous large players in medtech acquired assets, formed digital health tech partnerships, or divested their own organizations. For example, GE spun off their GE Healthcare organization, which is estimated to be the sixth largest medtech company on its own, standing at near $17 billion in 2022 revenue. Now, having the capital to reinvest in expansion, they've already begun acquisitions in 2023, starting with Amactus and Caption Health's AI imaging technology. Additionally, we've seen 3Ms spin off their healthcare division worth 8.6 billion. Baxter sell their biopharma solutions to private equity for 4.25 billion. And Sanofi partner with Dario Health on a five-year deal to exchange sales team guidance for incorporation of Sanofi's platform into Dario's diabetic glucose management platform. All in all, we've seen an array of medtech movements that are diversifying a market that's rewarding growth, opening opportunities for more aggressive investments. We may continue to see M&A in 2023 for technology that fits within hospital, at home, 
and outpatient and ambulatory settings. Andrew, I'm not surprised that we're seeing such big names and big players really get into the mix here when it comes to medtech's expansion into digital health. I was reading somewhere that researchers estimate the global digital health market to expand to 1.5 trillion by 2030, which is just explosive and really rapid growth from my perspective. Andrew, I'm curious, what do you think are the biggest contributing factors to this change happening at this time? Despite the evolution of remote and automated solutions and our recent return to quasi-normalcy, many of the industry gaps and patient needs that were highlighted during the pandemic remain. Home-based care and telemedicine are still growing elements of healthcare. Value-based care is still a prominent focus for hospitals and healthcare systems driving a desire for faster recovery, patient outcomes, and fewer inpatient visits. Additionally, the 2020 CMS Acute Hospital Care at Home regulations for at-home treatment were recently expanded through 2024 as we continue to see the pandemic's effects. Meanwhile, industry-wide clinician and caregiver shortages remain and have yet to subside. There are fewer and fewer resources to meet patient needs. Yeah, Andrew, that's such a good point. And with the fewer caregivers across the board to serve these sicker populations, especially of chronic general medicine diagnoses, solutions must enable those providers on the front lines to easily and quickly access records from disparate sources or gain intelligence on how the patient's doing at home. The medtech industry is rising to meet these needs. The advancement of AI, automation, machine learning within medical platforms are now becoming available that will connect providers to their patient data, proving more scalable for larger health systems. Predictive AI, database analysis is helping to identify health outcomes and potentially red flags in a patient's history before problems occur, really aiming to save time and reduce readmission. Mary and Andrew, it really sounds like we're bringing together these two sort of pandemic-born I would say maybe challenges and opportunities because they tend to be two sides of the same coin, right? Where we saw that we can do care at home, we can do virtual care, but that will require a much higher demand in terms of our data collection, how devices are connected back to the systems, how caregivers get that information, as well as this accelerated staffing shortage in the healthcare system, which means that we really need all of our providers to be operating at the top of their license. We need to give them the tools they need to engage effectively with their patients, with data, with these virtual care and digital health solutions. And it seems that med tech, by expanding into digital health, is really poised to sort of capitalize on the combination of these two pieces. Mary, if I'm a listener in the med tech space, what should I be thinking about at this current moment when it comes to digital health? There's a few considerations for our listeners and really anyone participating or interested in the med tech space. Investors, innovators, large med tech, small med tech must keep a focus on the patient and what outcomes are they trying to drive to the patient. They must understand that patient's journey and decision-making around certain procedures, et cetera, especially when they have that decision-making authority, but also a way that a clinician can really use that technology to improve that patient's outcome 
if the patient actually doesn't have a choice, when you think about the emergency room and the emergency surgeries that have to happen, where there isn't a lot of choice, how do you really enable the clinician to be able to uniquely personalize that surgery for a given patient based off of the technologies offered by the med tech industry? And those new capabilities that the med tech industry is starting to build really need to be driven by data analytics and integration of data. Healthcare right now, we've talked about it before, is rich in so many data points and perspectives. And it's really important for solutions to collate and translate those data sets to keep decision makers such as HCPs, surgeons, whomever, informed and updated with the most relevant information at the point of time which they need that information to make a decision. So I really think that med tech players should consider how they're thinking about investing, partnering, and building these digital health solutions, really embracing agile ways of working that really will enable them to pivot when something's not working and make little incremental changes that really will drive that value and evolve the healthcare landscape. I love that thought around the agile mindset really being so critical to success for these organizations as they're starting to foray into this space, as well as, to your point, the multiple user stories that it's really important for them to go down the path of and understand, you know, how does the patient interact in this space? How does the healthcare practitioner interact? What data do they need when? And how do we design this connected, nimble solution from the beginning? Because I think often we've seen in technology solutions in the healthcare space, like they do to your point, tend to be so fragmented, disconnected that they fail to really reach their full potential. Andrew, what are some of the other common challenges or stumbling blocks that you anticipate med tech players may be facing in this space? I would definitely first call out patient or consumer interoperability. In addition to patient health outcomes, contending with the complex and adverse conditions of the patient home setting, Patients demand for simple solutions to manage their health that integrate with their daily lives. User experience can also introduce a barrier to consistent health monitoring and accuracy of health data, if not deployed correctly. Additionally, on the clinician side, any solution must consider clinical workflow optimization. Hospitals and health systems don't have the bandwidth to manage numerous systems and data sets on top of their hectic schedules. So integrating patient insights and analytics directly into their workflows will enable utilization and continuous improvement. Lastly, regulations applicable to medtech products often complicate solution deployment. Piggybacking on what you just said, I think one of the things that has really been top of mind for me as I think about medtech and what they're able to do is really helping the hospital systems solve their clinician workforce shortages in that they can provide different technologies in a hospital setting that can make the lives of nurses, surgeons, of hospital staff easier. It was at a conference last week, and one of the speakers at this conference was talking about how he was the CEO of a big med tech company. And during COVID, they realized that if they just made their cords to their technology a little bit longer, that the vitals technology could sit outside of a COVID patient's hospital room and therefore would not require a nurse to have to go in and have the COVID exposure, but could check the vitals outside of the hospital room and really leads to more efficiency for even the hospital, having those nurses have to redress and change gloves and all the things that come with going in and out of a, a patient's hospital room. Like it's those sort of 
very small, thoughtful, incremental changes that I think med tech is really thinking through. How do we make hospitals a more efficient place? And to that point, Mary, thinking about how do we make the hospitals more efficient and what do we shift out of the hospital, right? I know we talked ages and ages ago about our trends when it comes to healthcare at home and how the pandemic has only accelerated that. But how do we make sure that things are only happening in the hospital if they need to be happening there versus things like remote patient monitoring, inputs from your medical devices that can feed back to your clinician remotely. So it doesn't necessitate maybe an an office visit. Maybe it's a, a virtual care or telehealth visit, or it doesn't require you to take up a hospital bed and all of the accompanying staffing requirements that that mandates. We're seeing things like smart devices that are now able to provide that sort of monitoring and connection to these healthcare providers outside of that setting where they're able to identify and get those folks in the hospital or in the office setting if they need them to, but they're not depending on that standard follow-up procedure or follow-up visit a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, and they're able to intervene sooner than they may be historically. A great example of that, I think we've been talking about this a little bit recently, is you get a knee replacement, right? And if you have a device as part of that knee replacement that it can tell if you're moving, right? And if you don't move for a few days, there can be an intervention by hospital or doctor staff to call you to say, hey, we noticed you haven't moved. You're not actually set to come back in for a checkup for six weeks. Is everything going okay, right? To prevent you from having to go to a hospital setting for if something is escalating. So those sort of really thoughtful intervention saving technologies that I think this like remote patient monitoring is really starting to take off in med tech. It reminds me of those notifications that you get from your Apple Watch that are saying, you need to get up, you need to move around. And the idea of pushing similar types of healthcare intervention through data that is collected at the point of the medical device, communicated back to your doctor digitally, and then brings the patient into the care journey, I think is just so great. We've seen companies like Apple, right? These big tech companies, they're increasingly getting into digital health. You hear about some of the clinical trials they're doing with the cardiovascular data they're collecting. But big tech is organized, resourced, has that different mindset, right? To maybe our traditional med tech players. Mary, what do you think it will take for these med tech companies to really be successful as they go into the digital space? It really must require a vision born from the top. The executives, the key senior leaders, these organizations really need to develop and drive objectives that place patient and HCP centricity into their product, really enabling better and improved patient outcomes and the ability for doctors to do things more efficiently, especially in the hospital setting. So what it means is Strong business cases like tied to outcomes, internal organizational KPIs, regular reviews of them, really investing in customer experience, user design capabilities to really make sure that these devices fit in the lives of either the HCP in their hospital setting or in the patient longer term. We've talked about it before, that commitment to interoperability, seamless implementation, frontline support, like how do you make your products as easy to adopt as possible. That data vision and strategy around your data and that flexible IT infrastructure to allow, as you gather more and more data, that data becomes really valuable 
And it's really enabling a med tech company to gather that data in a structured or unstructured way and be able to draw out insights from it. So really having a really clear data strategy. And then lastly, a strong culture devoted to the right ways of working, being agile, failing fast, making sure you're enabling the right decision-making at the right levels of leadership are really going to allow med tech companies to really capitalize sort of on this moment where we're really seeing a big digital health collision within med tech. It really sounds like when it comes to digital health and med tech, it's a case of slowing down to speed up and really making sure that there is thought put into the strategy, the vision, the core business decisions that support that execution, that you make changes small, but you can make changes quickly. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. I certainly learned a lot and I think our listeners did too. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in the episode, to subscribe to the Trending Health podcast, and explore if Dynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit trendinghealth.com. Tune into the next episode where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.